0: Power Evangelism, a look at the life of Philip next on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. From the well, a Christian community, this is Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. Greetings in Christ, and welcome to our broadcast. We're going to pick up where we left off last week in Acts chapter 8 in a message simply entitled Power Evangelism. We're looking at the life of Philip and the call of Evangelist on his life and his interaction with Simon the Sorcerer. It's all found here in Acts chapter 8, beginning with verse 9. Join us for an encouraging look at what it means to be an evangelist. Here now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, once again, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.
1: When I read Acts chapter 8, and I read verses 14 on down to 19, it doesn't confuse me, because I see they believed, I see that, that they were baptized. So evidently, when they were believed and they were baptized, the Holy Spirit came into their life. But now Jerusalem is hears about it. And then now Apostle Paul and Peter, I mean, Peter comes down. and He says, I've heard that you guys believe, but now we want the Holy Spirit to come upon you. And in the midst of this, in the midst of this, they lay hands, and as they lay hands verse 18 says and when simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles hands that the holy spirit was given he offered them what he offered them money there's something that he saw that said whatever happened to them i want that to happen to other people through me and so for all of us we have to understand that when we're when we're going forth and we're that's why i love reading the bible because you know what it all makes sense if you just follow the story, it all makes sense. Amen. And so there's something that he saw. And in my opinion, my humble opinion, I believe that the power of God came upon them. They began to the same experience that they had in Acts chapter two. They had in this particular situation, the power of God came and the, you know, they began to speak in unknown tongues, glorify God, whatever it was, but they, he saw something that said, man, I want that to happen through me. I love this, but I want to share something else with you guys that that really troubles me because and this is the other aspect of power that we've got to understand about evangelism. This man was traveling with them. He saw the power of God released. He saw the miracles. He saw that through the laying on of hands, the Holy Spirit came upon people and displayed his, you know, his strength in their life. And in his mind, we pick this up here. In verse 19, in verse 18, he says, And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power that, on anyone, on whom, that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. And so now he thinks that he can purchase the power of God through money. And I think this is one of the things that we have to realize when we're when we're dealing with church. And I want to come down here with you here. You know, Saints, you you can't earn this. Our money doesn't impress God. Our titles don't impress God. How important we think we are doesn't impress God. Listen, say, we're not coming to church to do God a favor. Look at your neighbor and tell him you better ask somebody. All the money you have is because God was merciful and let you get it. Can I have an amen? All your business, all the stuff that you got, your furniture, your car, everything. Just look at your neighbor and tell him everything. You, you. If, if God wanted to block you, he block you. He shock you. He lock you down. You, you be broke and busted, disgusted, and couldn't move. Can I have an amen? Look, hey, just ask Nebuchadnezzar. Amen. Broke him down. So what I'm saying is, is we can't come in here. Sometimes we think, well, you know, I can do this. And, and you know, I, and we think that we can earn it. Saints, it's not about that. The art of walking with God is about yielding. is yielding to God. And so he thinks he can buy the power of God through his money, through his wealth, through. And it's not about that. And so what happens here, and this is what I really wanted to get to here today. He says in verse 19, saying, give me this power also that any on whom I lay my hands, I lay hands, may receive the Holy Spirit. Now watch this, because this also is is the power that we need. We're not talking about someone that, that is not, doesn't believe, because he was believed and he was baptized. But in the midst of this, it says here, but Peter said to him, your money perished with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. He says, you have neither part nor por- portion in this matter for your heart is not right in the sight of God. And then he says this, and I, and I love this. I, I want to read that one more time because I, I love this. It says, but Peter said to him, your money perished with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this manner. And then he says this. For your heart is not right in the, sin, in the sight of God. And what I wrote down here was. Peter understood that Simon's actions revealed the, the, the condition of his heart. And. For us, sometimes we have people that come to church, we love people, and some people are on the beginning stages, they've got baptized, they love God, they're trying to get right, and, but they're coming out of all kinds of stuff. And if we're going to be good at evangelism and at seeing people grow in their faith, saints, at the end of the day, I want to say this to you, we've got to learn to be honest with people's condition. Right. See, this is why I feel like we failed people. We fail people because we we see the condition. I love Peter because he's just being honest with him. He says your heart's not right. I'm sure he wasn't coming down hard on him and just condemning him and just, but he was letting him know that you 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 believed, you've seen the power of God, you've come out of what you've come out of, but there's a condition of your heart that still needs to be addressed. You can't earn this. You you thought that you could purchase this. This isn't like being a soothsayer. This isn't like being a warlock. It's not being like being a witch. It's not being, it's not, this is a counterfeit, that's counterfeit power. If you're going to get the real power, you got to know how to come to God and submit yourself. Can I have an amen in this place? And so what he's basically doing is correcting and adjusting something in his mind so that he can access the true power that comes from God. But he's honest with them. And this is wrong because sometimes we don't do this when we're at church, when we're around people, when we're trying to evangelize or we're ministering to people, we're helping people grow. We just, he said, he just basically told me, your heart's not right. Your heart's not right in this matter because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. What we would say is, oh, well, praise God, you're hungry, huh? You're on fire for God. You just want more of God that you'd even be willing to pay for it, huh? Well, praise the Lord. We're going to put you on the deacon board. Man, you are fired up. Look at you. Woo! Man, you were willing to give your money for it. Oh my goodness. You're anointed already. And we and we what we happens is we get blinded and we don't see The condition of people's hearts based on their action and hearing from God. That God's not into that. Listen, say, God's not impressed with zeal. We got to have a zeal for God, but according to knowledge. That's what Apostle Paul said. He said, I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. And so, when people come in the door, we got to learn, and as we're trying to minister to people on our job and these people, we got to learn that in the midst of it, God may show you. I'm not saying He may show you through people's action a condition that needs to be addressed. And it takes the power of God for us to overcome our fear, our own insecurities, our own, you know, desire to to make sure that we're not overburdening people it takes the power of god for us to overcome us in this moment and to be like apostle peter to say man i know you just got saved but man your heart's not right man some of us are afraid to say that to people well i don't want to run them away I, you know they just got here they just their seat isn't even warm yet you know listen saints If we're going to help people, it takes the power of God upon our lives to do effective evangelism. So when we're talking to people, they understand. Man, you know what? Man, my heart is wrong, huh? Man, bro, you're right. You're right. I'm coming to church. I'm sitting here. But you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. You're right. The only reason why I am here is because I like this girl in the church. I'm going to preach on this side of the room because y'all lost me over there. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're right, man. I've been coming to church, man, because, you, know, you know, I like her, man. She's cute and everything, and she be dragging me here and stuff. And I got baptized, and I got, yeah, I'm, I'm open to it, bro, but why are you really here? Your heart's not right if you're just here because she's here. I'm not gonna let you women off the hook either. Oh, I'm I'm here. You know, there's some there's some cute guys here. They they handsome and I've been. Ooh, I feel the anointing. There's some brothers here. I know God's gonna bless me sevenfold. <laughs> oh, y'all, where my? Oh, yeah, where are the ladies at in the church? You guys were shouting a minute ago. What's your motivation for being here? What's your motivation? For following Jesus. Do you just want God to use you to do miracles and power? Do you just want God to bless you and do things in your life? Are you here because, man, I'm just after God. I want to know who Jesus Christ is. I want to fall in love with Jesus. Can I have an amen? I want to get to know him. Some people come to church because they feel like it's a great opportunity to, you know, advance their business. A lot of people in here. We have to be honest enough to see under God's leading people's hearts through their actions and then correct so that they truly come into the knowledge of who God is. And we see very clearly here, this was a, well, this is what apostle Peter was willing to do in verses 21 to 22. But Peter said to him, your money perished with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased. He says with money, you have neither part nor portion in this matter for your heart is not right in the sight of God that takes courage. It takes the power of God. It takes a willingness. It takes God to look somebody in the eye and say, you know what? I got to be bold. And I wrote that down. I got to be bold to let you know this is what I see. He didn't kick him out. He didn't say you can't be here. He didn't say, get out of here. He just said, this is what you, where you're at. Let's get it fixed. That takes the power of God, saints, to overcome our own personal issues as we're sharing our faith and we're seeking to grow our church and see God move. He says in verse 22, and I like this, he says a few things. He says, repent, therefore, of this your wickedness. He calls it straight for what it is and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. Look at verse 23, for I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Then Simon answered and said. Pray to the Lord for me. That none of these things which you have spoken. May come upon me. They're already upon you man. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> We're going to get into this. He said so when they. So when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord. They returned to Jerusalem. Preaching the gospel. In many villages of the Samaritans. And so we see very clearly here in verse 23, he says to him, he says, for I see that number one, he says, you are poisoned by what? Bitterness. He tells him to repent. He tells him to repent. You're here. Your motivation is is wrong. Now, number one, you need to repent. Turn from what you're doing. He's not saying he's not casting him out of the church. He just said, get it right with God. Repent. Then he says, pray. He says, repent. Then he tells him to pray. He says, and he tells him to pray specifically. He says, pray if God, verse 22, perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you, that you might access forgiveness. So I I repent, I pray, so that the thought of my heart, that I can access God's forgiveness in my life. He's not kicking him out of the association. He's not kicking him out of the group. He's just saying, this is what you need to do. And I think sometimes you'll be surprised how many people just hang around church. But their motivation is wrong. But no one ever has stopped them to say, man, you just here for this reason. That's not right. Pray. Repent. So that God will forgive you. And that this wickedness, because what it is, he calls it wickedness. It's not right in the sight of God. And then he says this. For I see, verse 23, that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. He's getting to the root of his condition. You've got bitterness in your heart and iniquity that's bound up in you. He said, God, and he's basically letting them know, this is what God wants to uproot from you. And maybe that bitterness is what caused him to try to get involved with with sorcery. Maybe he got bitter at people because they rejected him in another area, rejected him in another place, rejected him at home rejected him on the job and so you get enough rejection in your life after a while you start feeling like i want to do something back to to show that i'm powerful that i got something to give to life and next thing you know he starts going around and he starts looking at some some listening to some sorcerers he starts getting involved in tarot cards he starts getting involved in in, and stuff that's demonic and and he gets there and these demons start telling him man you're awesome they didn't reject you they rejected you but you're you're going to be powerful i'll use you next thing you know, bitterness gets rooted in the heart. I'm going to show these people who I am. The next thing you know, he starts to display this counterfeit power, and the whole city is, a, you know, this is, maybe this is what happened. But we do know bitterness was there, and iniquity was in his heart. But the man of God just doesn't say, well, praise the Lord. I got myself a new member. He didn't say, well, praise the Lord. We got more people that had joined the church. He didn't just say, well, praise the Lord. He said, praise the Lord. God brought me another one that I can help a little bit more to get free from this bondage that's keeping them. Bitterness is there. Iniquity is there. And if it means I've got to expose myself to let somebody know that this is your condition, I'm going to take the power of God that's on my life to overcome my own hesitancy. And stay, say what I need to say, so this man can get free if he wants to be free saints that 's evangelism that 's developing people that 's not just cleaning the fish that's that 's not just catching the fish that 's cleaning the fish that's that 's seeing a harvest come when we 're willing to see that kind of power display when we 're ministering to people. He said, repent, pray, and then the thing that 's disturbing. It says here in verse 24, and this is some of the mentality that people have. He says, then Simon answered and said, pray to the Lord for me. None of these things which you have spoken. He says, come upon me. I think at some point in time as we do this, me and my wife, we were just talking about this today. You know, you know, saints, at some point in time, we have to be willing to say things like this and then leave it in a person's court. So that they can make the decision of how they truly want to respond. You know, some things you can't pray. God's not going to answer your prayer for them. They got to have their own prayer. Pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. No, no, you pray for you. Can I have an amen? I'm not the Holy Ghost. You need to find somebody. Go pray. But this is what happens. For a lot of individuals, they think, well, you pray for me. No, no, no. You pray for you if you want to be made whole. We have this tendency to always blame the church for what they're not doing. The church didn't pray. I didn't get my breakthrough. They didn't even pray for me. Well, the devil is a lie. You better get on your knees and pray and see God yourself. Amen. But what happens is he's sitting there and then he says, He he doesn't even know his own condition. He says, perhaps these things don't come upon me. They're already upon you. And the man of God is trying to help you to get free from them. Saints, I'm sharing this message with you because as we approach the end of this age, and we're going to pray, the power that we need to display is twofold. We want to see God do miraculous signs and wonders, release the power of God through the church, through healing, deliverance. But there's also an element of power that's going to flow through you that comes as a result of your willingness to be bold when you need to be bold. To be honest and upfront with people and their condition, that's powerful. Jesus looked at the condition of the Pharisees. He looked at the condition at the woman who was caught in adultery. He looked at the woman at the well. He looked at these people and he was upfront and honest with them concerning their condition. And in that moment, it's what caused them to get the breakthrough. Well, Peter saw that boldness. And when he sees this man, he doesn't shrink back behind a religious veil of trying to be nice or culturally, you know, correct and making sure you don't step on anybody's toes. He wanted to help this person. So he spoke the truth to him in love. It takes power to be able to do that on your job. It takes power to be able to do that in your home. It takes power to be able to do that when you're around people that you know may not receive you. It takes power to do that sometimes in the church when you see conditions that that just aren't right, when people's hearts are on display based on their actions. It It takes power. And we want God to use us in this regard because people around us, hey, the devil, he's putting his power on display. Jehovah's Witnesses don't have any problem knocking on your door. Latter-day Saints, they don't have, they riding their bike down the street. Hey, you want to be saved? You want a book? And we have people right next to us, and we, we won't even be bold to just tell them about Jesus. But it takes power to be able to say, you know, man, I don't care. I'm, I'm bald. I'm open. I'm free. I'm here. God, use me. Now, I am literally bald, but the word, the word bold means bald in the Greek, just so y'all know. Maybe that's why I'm so bold. It, it literally does mean bald. It means open where are my ball brothers and ah, ha, ha. so <laughs> saints this is power when you go to talk to somebody about something and your heart starts pumping and you're thinking man i don't want to offend them you know i'm just trying to be honest and and you feel like well and, and holy spirit you tell them you know no the holy spirit said you tell them so like simon they can have an opportunity to make a choice to get free from their condition. Father, I thank you today that, God, you're going to use the people in this church to do great things for the kingdom of God. You're already using them. And, Lord, like Philip, we want that anointing to come upon us, that evangelism would begin to spring up all through this church, and we won't make fanfare of it. It's just simple living. It's a lifestyle. It's not an event. It's not another program. It's a lifestyle. But Lord, we also want you to use us like you use Peter. Philip was bold, but Peter was bold. When he saw this person that was a part of the company, whose heart was wrong, he was honest with him. Because his actions had shown exactly his condition. And Lord, he was bound by bitterness and iniquity was in his heart. And Lord, you used him just to speak the word of the Lord to him clearly that he might have an opportunity. Lord, people come to church for various reasons. Lord, we want our motivation to be right. We want to be here because God, because we want to know you. We just want to know who you are. And, Lord, we just ask that you would help us to speak boldly, openly, clearly with conditions. Lord, you said very clearly here that what this man was doing was wicked. And, Lord, we just ask that you would use us to help people to come out of their bondage. People all over this Bay Area, and especially in the Tri-Valley area. People are just going from church to church. Some people's motivation for even joining the church is wrong. Father, help us to help people. God, we refuse to condemn them. But we do want to lead them to repentance, to prayer, so that they can experience forgiveness. And then they can flourish and become everything that you want them to be. Lord, if you could touch Simon, you could touch anybody. And, Father, I just pray today that for us, we would understand the magnitude of our responsibility to not just lead people to church, but to be honest when we see the conditions, that they might receive great forgiveness in their lives and flourish.
0: We give you all the praise in Jesus' name.